Welcome to the State of Waste. This is the update for April 25th. This is the last day of the legislative session. And so I'll be giving some updates on some bills, but not all of them because I don't want to make this too long. And today, um, from what I read yesterday, the legislature seems ready to pass the budget for next year. And Superintendent Reichdahl sent out um, an update yesterday that said that they accomplished quite a bit as far as funding for the state. So we will see what happens with the final bill. But it sounds like it. there were no cuts for education. Um, so hopefully that bodes well for school districts. So signed by the governor in this week was Senate Bill 5184. I talked about that one a little more in depth last week. That's the contact school contact for foster care students and homeless students. Um, delivered to the governor house bill 1302 that was delivered to the governor last week but has not been signed into law so that one just stays right where it's at the ones that have now been delivered to the governor are listed so house bill 1113 and i read through this bill again there's not a lot to this one um, and i think i i may have talked a little bit about it last week that really just changes the dates and also adjust the language from truancy board to community engagement board for students, really trying to seek why students are missing school and trying to get community involvement behind it. I notice as I'm reading the bill that the House or the legislature recognizes the importance of strong parental involvement. And I think something that we, we struggle with all around as far as education goes is we, we notice the kids that the majority of students that have strong parental involvement tend to be okay. And so how do we engage the rest of the parents in our community? That's a challenge that we've been facing for a long time. So we'll see what comes out of that. Senate Bill 5030, the school counseling programs. Read through that one. It doesn't change a lot. And again, my question is, what are school counselors being asked to do that are not school counseling? So this bill requires the 80% of the time School counselors are doing um, direct or indirect services to students as far as counseling needs go. That would be career track, what classes they're taking. It would also include um, information as far as uh, social emotional health. So they would be providing those services. So 80% of the time they must be spending with direct and indirect services to students. House Bill 1176, I've talked quite a bit about in previous episodes. This is the one that um, makes it so schools can only withhold diplomas. They cannot withhold grades and transcripts. And so as I was reading through the bill, I noticed it was interesting who brought this bill to the legislature was the community or the um, community and technical colleges. So they're wanting to get these kids into their programs. And so then the question is, why are they wanting to get these kids into their programs? And usually it comes down to money. So if they're losing money because kids' grades and transcripts are being withheld, then they're going to want to see that barrier removed for them. But is it better overall for students? That's the debate that was happening and why the vote was um, pretty much along party lines as far as holding students accountable for damages caused in high school. If they don't need to have a diploma to do community and technical colleges, and they can just have their grades and transcripts and get in and do like a GED program. And the college is making money and the, the public schools are losing out. So the tax dollars will go and fund for any unpaid fines. And so that I just found it rather interesting of where that bill originated from. And so be, I'd be real interested to understand why they wanted that. And was it really due to money or was it due to really providing services for students 
I always have that question when it comes to education. So House Bill 1273, I'll talk, well, I, this one's pretty straightforward. 1273 provides that um, all schools will provide menstrual products to students in the schools. That one, to me, makes a lot of sense because you don't want that to be a reason a student is not able to focus in school. If the products are there for them and they have access to them, I think that's a good thing. Senate Bill 5249, Mastery-Based Learning. I have gone a little more in depth with this. All this does is really creates another work group, provide information by the end of this year for Mastery-Based Learning and come up with more pathways for students. Uh, I do like the direction that the, the government seems to be going as far as pathways. And the more pathways we could get, I think the better it is. And why not have a pathway for a student? Like, here's what I want to do. Okay, here are the classes you need to take. Let's set out the plan. Here we go. And not that the student can't change plans, but this is how it works in college too. By the time they get to high school, if we want them career or college ready, the career pathway or college pathway is pretty easy. You take all the college preparatory classes. If you're a career pathway, then we got to get you set up for taking classes that are going to help you in career. Financial um, knowledge is really important. Um, there's some other things like how to read a contract. I mean, there's some specific things I think we could do to really help kids as they enter into the workforce rather than into a college preparation. So I think the more pathways we can get, I think that's better for kids. And we also need to provide the opportunity for them to change their mind. And then that does make things a little more difficult, especially if you go from a career pathway and then junior year, you want to jump into a college pathway. So those are some things that have to be weighed as those are developed. Uh, but I do agree that not every kid needs to go to college. So um, I think creating these pathways is a great way to approach meeting students individually where they're at. Signed by both chambers, uh, computer science for as a high school graduation requirement, that one has not been sent to the governor yet. Um, the PFMLA updates for Senate Bill 5097 also signed by both chambers, but not sent to the governor. And Senate Bill 5044 that adds the section of professional development for dismantling systemic racism in the public schools, also signed by both chambers and not sent to the governor. As they get sent to the governor, I will provide a little more insight into those. That is all I've got for this week. As, as things wrap up, as I get to read through the budget, I'll be providing more information as far as the budget goes. Uh, just to look at some, not go too in-depth with it. I don't want to drive people nuts with talking about all kinds of numbers. But we'll talk about the budget and how much is allotted for general apportionment for education. And the last budget I looked at this week had a slight increase in money for general apportionment. There's a lot of concerns about RIFs. And it doesn't look like that's going to be a necessary thing um, unless some districts have overstaffed or done some things that, I don't know, there could be lots of different reasons that districts need to riff. But uh, at least it's not that the government is not providing the resources to the districts. So uh, that's something else to look at as well. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email. And thank you for listening for this week.